Let's hear it, man. What do you got? So my daughter, my 13-year-old, Kelsey, she came to me last night, very frantic. <laughs> she said, Dad, we have to go get shots up at the gym tomorrow after school. And Kelsey's never, I mean, you know, she plays basketball. She plays it for fun. Um, you know, she's good enough to be a starter, you know, but she's like a fifth starter. I mean, you know, look, she's <laughs> she's she's Kendrick Perkins on the old OKC teams. You know what I mean? So, you so called she, your daughter Kendrick Perkins? I mean, you know, not in a literal sense. I'm just saying, like, euphemorically, you know, that's, that's her <laughs> role on this team. So... <laughs> So Kelsey comes to me. Euphemorically? Yes. Okay, Kelsey comes to you. So Kelsey comes to me. She says, look, we got to get shots up. I said, why? She said, well, we're playing Our Lady of Lords on Saturday. Kelsey, my daughter, my 13-year-old, she plays for St. Vincent. She said... We're playing for Lord. We're playing Lords on Saturday, and um, her one of her best friends, Maya Renteria. Shout out to Maya Renteria. Shout, shout out to Maya Renteria. She was like, "I bet Maya twenty dollars that we'd win." And I said, "Kelsey, Lords hasn't lost a game this season, and they haven't. You know, no team's been within twenty five points of them." Are you sure this is the tree you want to bark up? And then Kelsey looks at me and she says, Dad, why don't you believe in me? <laughs> you know, this is not the, you know, where are you going to get this $20 from if you lose? It's like, you're not going to raid my coffers. <laughs> like, are you going to get it from your mom? And so she's like, we're going to win. So I'm just wondering, where did my daughter get this J.R. Smith irrational confidence from? I don't, I don't know. I'm looking, I'm sitting at, across from you, Tony Jones, and I have not the damnedest clue. <laughs> this is really a mystery. Oh. Welcome back to the podcast. got it from you, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> whose name still touches the sun. But that, that confidence... Maybe it's more more earned every day for you, Tony. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, welcome back. Yeah, weekly run podcast. So when is it, when is this game? It's a Saturday. It's Saturday. By the time you're listening to this, Tony's already going to be out twenty bucks out of his own <laughs> damn wallet, <laughs> and his daughter's going to hate him because he called her Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. That is Aaron Falk. I am Tony Jones. Indeed. Where's Kyle? Kyle? Kyle Goon is the empty chair sitting next to us, or he's in the six, or he's chilling with. Kyle, I think Kyle probably has told people he's in the six. That's how he, he would say it. Kyle is chilling with Drake right now. I'm in the six. He's in Toronto. That's a good stop. I, you know, that's a, of all the places on the road I miss. Tor I would I miss going to Toronto. Toronto is like New York without the rats. For sure. It is a beautiful city. It is city. a beautiful, gorgeous, clean city. It's my, it was my favorite city in the world. Now, I said this to Epe Udo a couple of, day, couple of nights ago. It's a great place to buy books. Yes. Epe would know. And Epe looked at me and he was like, 
dog. You gotta go to Barcelona. Like Barcelona's where it's at. Another great city. So Barcelona is now on my bucket list. Let's go, man. Let's do it. I'm down. I'm down too. All right. Uh anyways. We gotta say congratulations to Kareem Copeland. Uh shout out to the homie for um being, for being better than us. For being better than us <laughs> and making more money than us. And uh, being named the new Redskins, Washington Redskins beat reporter for the Washington Post. We've had Kareem on the podcast. And now he will and, no longer be threatening to take my place on the podcast. So this is a good thing. And he'll have a lot more money to buy sneakers. So Shout out to Kareem. Him. Shout out to Nike. Congratulations. Congratulations on your, your boon, Nike. Exactly. Um, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Because this is a jazz podcast. Theoretically. Theoretically. Uh where to start? Where to start? Donovan Mitchell. That's where we always start, right? Don't we just start with Donovan Mitchell? It's just like a Starts default. and ends. Alpha and Omega. Donovan Mitchell did not make the slam dunk contest. He Travesty? Got, he got robbed. He got robbed. Absolutely got robbed. I know. I mean. He's been, I would legitimately say he's been one of the five best in-game dunkers in the league this year. So, Aaron Gordon. Victor Oladipo, Dennis Smith Jr., Larry Nance. I'm ta- I'm absolutely taking out Larry Nance. You're out on Larry Nance. I like Larry Nance as I a like dunker. I like Larry Nance as an M game dunker, but as a slam dunk contest dunker, that's a different that's a different platform. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen any creativity. I I like guards in a dunk contest personally. I like smaller guys. Right. Just looks better to me. It's more impressive, right? I, I mean, Aaron Gordon may be the exception to that. Aaron, Aaron I, Gordon, the that Aaron Gordon's performance two years in the go in the dunk contest, he got robbed. He did. He absolutely. So I, I'm interested to see Aaron Gordon again. I'm, uh, you know, I've got to give. Although, I don't know that he can do what he did again. That was, that was once in a lifetime yeah. stuff. Uh, for me. I would probably take Oladipo out of this mix. I would, I, 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 will, I would venture to agree with you because I think, you know, storylines are great in every mode of life, and Larry Nance following his father's footsteps in the slam dunk contest. So, would he be the first second generation dunk dunker in a slam dunk contest ever? I honestly do not know. I can't think I of anyone. I don't know, but I can't think of any. I can't think of. I don't, I'm just going back. Certainly, previous champions, Glenn Robinson. But Maybe. I don't think Big Dog was ever in a slam dunk contest. Is there a chance that Nate Robinson is actually Glenn Robinson's father? Because he's been in a slam dunk contest. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> the Glenn Robinson Jr. might have given it away, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I. I'm, for me, so for that storyline, he's going to be yeah. there. He's going to be part of the the rising stars thing. He should have been in that contest. He absolutely should have been in that contest with his long arms, with his with his um, insane vertical, and with his competitiveness. That's the thing about Donovan. I mean, you just love, you know, the competitiveness. I mean, he's going to go in there trying to kill everybody. And and Donovan against Dennis Smith Jr. Like that's, that's what just, I wanted to see. That's just great. Yeah. Like, that's great stuff. 
And, you know, I, I would have absolutely had Donovan in there. He should have been in there. Yeah. Uh, Jazz coming off a win. It seems like we do this podcast only after Jazz victories, We, which – so we're not doing this podcast very frequently. <laughs> so does that mean, like, Quinn Snyder is going to, like, make us do podcasts three times a week? No, no, no. He doesn't want any more of these podcasts any more than we do. <laughs> Good win for the Jazz last night. It was. Joe Ingles stepped up and, and was gargantuan in the overtime. It's, it's, it's good to see Joe break out. It's good to see Joe taking shots. Well, he's taken enough shots at the media lately. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, Tony. <laughs> you are transitioning. Now, now it's good to see him taking shots on the floor and making them. That's true. Um, yeah, I think he had what? He had the... the he had the uh, he final had, eight. He had eight points in overtime right. in, at the end of regulation. To, yes, um, to help, wrapped around a, a three pointer by Donovan Mitchell. That was really big. Um, but Ingles was 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 super big. Like he was, you know, he he hit the shot in the corner. Um, he hit a, another three at, above the break that gave the Jazz some separation. Like it, it was, he was. Really huge, and that cut on the baseline, and, and Ricky Rubio, who shout out to Ricky Rubio for playing really, really well on Wednesday night. Um, you know, I thought it was it was one of those. Uh, it was a good win for the Jazz. I mean, it was. You know, they they were down. What were they down eight? Yeah. With three minutes to go, and 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 came back and and came back to tie the game. I mean, it was it was really a terrific comeback and. You know, now we don't have to, you know, look at Andre Drummond got snub stories for for the next forty eight hours. It's still those stories still out there for sure. But he had he a monster lost. game. But, but he, he lost. lost. Doesn't matter. But he lost stats. That was a monster game. Thirty four po- thirty points, twenty four rebounds, five block shots, four assists. Yeah, three the block steals. at the end. I mean, he almost won the damn thing for him. Yeah, he did. Um. All right. You, I mean, you mentioned Ingles taking shots at the media. Yes. I don't know how how piercing these shots are, but I mean he did he did take exception to some of the reporting that's gone on yes. surrounding the team. Yes. Um walk us through what his gripe is. I think his gripe is that, you know, some stuff has gotten out that that I don't think he agrees with and you know, and I, I don't blame Joe for, for feeling the way he feels. Um, you know, he's an intensely loyal guy uh, to his teammates. You know, so, I mean, you can't, I mean, if, if you put yourself in Joe Ingles' shoes, I mean, I would think a lot of players feel the way that he's done, that he feels, um, you know, but they don't just say, you know, hey, I'm just not going to talk to the media or when to talk to the media say, hey, you know, nobody knows anything. Um, you know, it's 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 a delicate time um, for for the jazz and it's a delicate time for the media covering the jazz because, you know, we all, you know, I can speak for myself personally. I mean, I like all of those guys that I cover like and I like I like the front office that I cover. I like the coaching staff that I cover. So. You know, to to print a story that says, hey, there's, you know, to a degree, whether it be real or perceived locker room discord, um, it's, you know, or for me to, 
from the story to say, hey, the Jazz are probably going to trade Rodney Hood. You know, those aren't stories that I enjoy writing, you know, any more than a Joe Ingles enjoys reading it. You know, I mean, I think we all would love for the situation to be like last year where the Jazz won 52 games, you know, everything was kind of hunky-dory, you know, they were a team on the rise, you know, but that's not where this season has gone. And as a writer, as um, a reporter that covers the team, you know, you kind of you kind of got to report what's going on, you know, so you can't be a homer with it. And, I mean, it's uh, – I was reminded again last night, as, as we always are, but if somebody has an issue with something that's being reported, if, if a player, celebrity, what have you, and they think it's bad journalism, it's probably not that bad of journalism. I mean, it's it's frustrating to have some of that stuff aired. I understand that. But, I mean, you, you clearly stand by all, all the things that you've written. And oh, I've, yeah. And I've only been in that locker room a handful of times this season, but – it seems it does seem tense even on even on a you know very you know limited viewing level that I have and and of course it's just nat- it's human nature Derek Favors has had his name in rumors for a long time now right right Rodney Hood loses starting job has his name in rumors of course i mean it's just natural it just makes sense and you're losing and you're losing a lot it would be stunning if the, if things were just great in well, the locker room. That's the thing. Like, if all of this stuff was happening and, you know, the locker room after losses was, you know, um, pretty much hunky-dory, then, you know, you'd have to wonder, like, hey, how, how, how much do these guys really care? Yeah. You know, so, you know, the fact that, I mean, the, the way that Joe has reacted to this, um, you know, I respect it because it tells me that he cares and he cares a lot and he cares, you know, he cares deeply about the team and the teammates that he plays with. Um, you know, so I, I don't blame him and, you know, I'm, as a report, I don't get upset, you know, it's part of the job. I mean, and, and, you know, I've had people upset with me before. Is that true? I've had people who played for the Jazz upset with me before. <laughs> it's happened, <laughs> you know. So I mean, it's 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 part of the territory. I mean, I I'd like to think that I have, or at least I try to have a good relationship or a great working relationship with everybody that I do work with. And you know, not everybody's going to agree with everything. I'm not going to agree with, you know, with with. Uh, you know, everything that people do. But, I mean, it's it's part of the, the business, and, and I think it's, you know, how you react to, to that kind of stuff that, that kind of defines what your relationships really are. That being said, let's talk about trades. <laughs> because... <laughs> Great that's transition. What, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I got to do something with this audio, and I can't figure it out, but your voice, you sound so smooth. And I sound like I'm talking into a soup can... In a bathroom, like I don't know what's going on, but I, gotta I sound out. like I'll be sure right now, dude. <laughs> I I'm kind of feeling you right now. <laughs> um, okay. All right. What do you, what do you got? Well, what, the, what's on your mind? The New York Daily News. Stephen Bundy, Bondi 
who I respect. Sure. He reported on Wednesday that the Jazz have interest in um, Willie Heron Gomez, who is a reserve center for, for the New York Knicks. What do you make of that? I mean, I think, especially out of, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I, I've i read Bondi stuff for a long time. and I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, I think, New York in general um, produces a lot of rumors. There's a lot of people with a lot of interest and a lot of people that talk out of, out of that organization. Um, and then what do you, what do you think of it just as a fit? I mean, does that make, does that, is that a fit that makes sense for the It's not a fit because, you know, Willie's a guy that doesn't play the power forward spot. He's a center. Um, you know, he's not a guy who shoots it out to three point range. Um, and the jazz kind of already have a center and they kind of already drafted a center and they, um, already have a backup center, uh, I'm not talking about Derek Favors. I'm talking about F.A. Udo. Um, so I'm. I I just I don't I don't see it. Miritich, are you still hearing or or feeling that that is a possibility or, or something that's that's, you know, being entertained? Still hearing that that's a possibility. And have you have you changed your mind at all on how you feel about this? Because a couple of weeks ago, is you put on your Miritich apologist hat, which I appreciated. Listen, I had to do it for the people. But you haven't changed your mind. You're still you're still down on this. You're, um, have you, has your heart softened? He can score. <laughs> the Jazz needs somebody who can score. They certainly need a third guy who can shoot the ball and score. Yeah. Um. He's okay. Settling. That's what life is about. Look, man. Katasha settled for me. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I mean, look at me. <laughs> You're looking like Kendrick Perkins right now. I mean, the top of my head doesn't even... Listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went on Twitter... I made a joke. You have people trying to report a murder, dog. I made a joke. It was a bad joke. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. It was. It's not your fault. They just... ESPN 700 interviews Tony consistently. And then they, they post the interviews online. And they put a picture of Tony's face. Only it is just the top two inches of his head. It's the top of the dome, His baby. eyes are down here, man. That my eyes were not in the photo. I want to see those eyes in the photo. That's all I'm saying. I have long eyelashes. <laughs> this is... All right. Outside of, outside of Miritich, is there anybody else you're, you're hearing some rumors or, or anyone else just logically? I mean, it doesn't seem... We're not reporting any other rumors at the moment. So lo, is there anyone else logically that makes sense that you think is coming available. And this is still, we're still a couple of weeks away from the trade deadline. And obviously things are, will get, you know, people will right. be more motivated to buy and sell in a couple of weeks. Right now it's still a feeling out process. This is kind of what I've, what I've heard. I've heard that there is some interest for Alec Burks. What hasn't been reported actually is, is um, I'm, there's 
some in, there's one or some inches. There's actually a lot of inches for for Howell Netto. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't know if the Jazz want to trade Netto, but I mean, you know, there have been teams inquiring um, about his availability. I mean, there there are teams that really like him, um, and there has been some interest from from Alec. Um, also, hearing that Oklahoma City is is aiming to be pretty aggressive at the deadline um, because you know they want to fortify their team um, a bit, fortify themselves in the playoff race and the playoff chase, and and more importantly, they want to try to fortify themselves to Paul George, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. Um, so, you know. You hear things, but I mean, those are some of the things that I've heard from, from, from pretty credible uh, sources within the industry. What, what's an ideal trade deadline for the Jazz look like? I think an ideal trade deadline for the Jazz is um, to get a stretch power forward, to possibly obtain another shooter on the perimeter, and to do so without surrendering a first round draft pick um and without and without taking back any long-term salary um so for those who are clamoring for evan fournier um i would say heck no because yeah. he's on i mean he's 17 million dollars a year for the next four years and i don't think that the jazz i mean i don't think he's good enough uh, to take on that kind of financial commitment. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Dennis Lindsay has traditionally not been a very active, I mean, I should say that he's, he's working, but we look, you look back at the last couple of years, the moves that, that he's made, traded a disgruntled Dennis Cantor. He had to make that move. And acquired Shelvin Mack. I mean, these right. aren't, you know, this is not necessarily wheeling and dealing, Make you know, he doesn't seem like a guy who wants to be rushed into into a decision for the sake of making making a move right and but i mean i think this year is really unique i mean you know here's the thing you know the jazz are on the clock they're on the clock with rudy gobert this is year one of his new contract he only has four there's only three more years left after this contract the jazz if if this year continues to go bad and the Jazz end up in the lottery, it is imperative that this is only a one-year blip for the Jazz. They need to be competitive, and they need to be competitive next year. So, you know, whatever Dennis Lindsay has to do to improve this roster, if it comes at the deadline and he can do that, I mean, he's he's going to look at it. And, you know, it, the the unique thing about where the Jazz are right now is that you know that they have two building blocks. You know that they have two guys who have all star level talent. And, you know, when you do know that you that that's the, the hardest part, knowing that you had the building blocks. So now the the clay is there. You just have to mold it. Is that a good analogy? It's beautiful, man. Thank you. You're an artist with words. If not Clay. Uh, Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around, I mean, all of, 
mean, it was a crazy day two or three days ago in the NBA. We hear a bunch of reports. Kawhi unhappy. Damian Lillard is having a meeting. Kevin Love is getting picked on, but that might be every day. That's every day in the NBA, in the in the Cleveland Ke- in the Greater Cleveland. Kevin area. Kevin Love was sold out by his high school teammate, his AAU teammate Isaiah Thomas, who used to stay over his house. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. They're not staying at each other's houses. No, they're grown men. That's true. But do you see this? I mean. One, is this just sort of a natural thing that's going to happen over the course of, of a season? And do you see any of these things possibly putting someone on, on the market that might not have been there you know, a couple I think, of weeks ago? That's the thing. I mean, I think that, you know, as, as the trade deadline gets closer, we're two, two, two weeks away from, from today. Um, you know, you're going to see stuff pop up and you're going to see, you know, you're going to see people on the market that, probably you didn't foresee being on the market i mean so it's you know it, right now we're very much at the calm before the storm um in terms of that um but it's going to be interesting to see um exactly you know what materializes in the last week as things get down to crunch time you know it, i wonder if the jazz make a move right now and then make a move make a couple moves towards the deadline you know, I'm really intrigued to see what they do because, I mean, there's so many people in that locker room who have been linked um, to, to rumors and, 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 trade, and trade talk that you can't trade them all, right? <laughs> you know, so it'll be interesting to see who stays and who goes. Looking at, do you, do you like when fans send you uh, trade machine trade proposals on Twitter? They're interesting. <laughs> There are very few that I think are feasible. Yeah. You what's what's your policy? You 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 kind of go back and forth on discussing hypothetical trades on Twitter. Well, I, right now I'm I'm discussing Rodney Hood and Derek Favors because sure. I know for a fact that they're that they are on the block. that they are on the block. Okay. So but you don't you don't like discussing hypotheticals for. I wouldn't discuss Joe Ingles because there's no evidence that he's on on the trade block. You know, the only reason I'm discussing Rodney Hood and and Derek Favors, and to a degree, Alec Burks, is because I know for a fact through multiple people um, inside and outside, you know, inside the Jazz and outside the Jazz that they're, in fact, you know, being discussed. So that that's that's where I'm at. All right. Uh, obviously, a huge game for Drummond last night. You mentioned the all-star snub factor. Beast. Who, who's, your, uh, who's your biggest snub? Goran Dragic. Really? Yes. Because over Chris Paul? Over... Well, over Kristaps Porzingis. He should be in there over Kristaps Porzingis because you have... Oh, I... Yeah, okay. No, in fact, let me take that back. Forget... I just meant as a snub over, over these guys. So. Oh, yeah. Well, he shouldn't be there over Kristaps Porzingis. I'm talking about Jovan Dragas. He should be there over John Wall. He's having a better season than John Wall. And the Heat are a top four team. They're a game out of third place in the Eastern Conference. You know, so, I mean... A top four team in either conference should get an all-star. And Goran Dragic has been sensational this season. And he's been better than John Wall. That was unexpected. I, I figured you were going to go with Chris Paul. No, I'm going with Gordon. All right. I think Chris Paul is 
a snub. I really like where Dame has gone gone with this season. Um, plus, Dame's been snubbed for two years uh, prior. Um, uh, I think Paul George is a snub. I definitely think Paul George is a snub. Lou Williams? Nah. You're over it. I'm over that. <laughs> uh, and lastly, I just want to give you a minute or two to either congratulate LeBron or congratulate yourself on 30,000 points. I congratulate. <laughs> Congratulations to LeBron James for his incredible accomplishment and incredible achievement. 30,000 points faster than anybody in NBA history. Greatest of all time? Second greatest of all time. Ooh, all right. Mike's still better. All right. I just know you're a LeBron guy. I'm a LeBron guy, but he's still got to get another title or two. He's not getting one this year. Yeah. Unless, no. Not going to happen. Say hi. Say say hello to LeBron the Rocket in 2018, 2019. Better chance. Cavs win the title. Kelsey beats Lords. Gets that 20 bucks. Can we add like a third thing? Like tidal wave. Well, that's going to happen. There's an asteroid. <laughs> takes out the and Jones. And we deserve it. <laughs> takes out the Jones household. <laughs> <laughs>